Hello, welcome to the Mostly Yoga Podcast, uh, hosted by me. My name is Aaron. Thank you for listening. Thank you for clicking on the thing. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the show. If you are a long-time listener, welcome back to the show. Um, uh, my name, uh, my, my guest today is uh, Sita. She is a Mysore teacher and... Um, she's a good friend of mine as well. We've grown uh, to be good friends over the past few years, especially during during the peak of the pandemic, two three years ago, when when I was like attending Mysore during that time, because it was like the only class that was like available that wasn't always fully booked during the mat restrictions, you know, that time, and then. Uh, I I was also like recovering from my knee injury back then, so I figured like okay, uh, you know what, what class can I go to? A fixed sequence sounds nice. Um, it wasn't too heavy on the knees as well. I wasn't always on my knees. There's not really anything that you're on your knees in, in the primary series, and then uh, yeah, I got to I got to experience the magic of myself for myself. I got to have a bit of a routine, which helped, you know, waking up every day, doing the same thing at the same time with the same few people. So it was nice to have that community there as well that could help you hold, that could help me hold space. Um, yeah, so then, you know, every now and then we'll meet up, we'll catch up, and I will enjoy the conversations that we have, and, uh, and I'll ask her uh, to do this podcast with me. And it's been years now, you know, I always ask her. And then she finally agreed to it, so so I was very excited. And I'm excited to share it with you now, here, as well. Um, But before that, if you're along, if you you like what you hear, you can go to coffee.com slash mostly yoga to show your support. So if you you decide to donate, thank you very much. And if you don't, it's okay as well, because this is always going to be free to listen to. And I'll just continue to do this because I enjoy doing it. I will continue to have like uh, I have interesting people on, and you know, yeah, just you know, <laughs> I I hate to do this. Uh, I hate to ask for like donations, but you know, it's there if you want to. Moving on swiftly, um, let me think. Okay, so at the start of this podcast, you're gonna hear a bit of bumps, a bit of like. Because I'm moving the mic around, like so you hear like like this kind of thing. My my finger is touching it. Cause I was just trying to position the mic to so that I can face her. Uh, we did this at her house. She was lying. Uh, she was sitting on her couch, you know, just laid back, straight, chilling, uh, as she should. Cause she's in her own. She's in her own. She's in her own home. I let her do what she wants, right? So I was just trying to find a comfortable position for myself there as well. And then. Uh, uh, well, I, you might hear a bit of construction going on down, you know, because there's a her house is near the road, so there's a bit of construction there going on, a bit of traffic. Uh, you know, fucking Singapore, there's always some kind of construction going on somewhere, nothing new. Um, and I, oh, and then in the middle, maybe an, about the hour, at the hour point, we had to stop it because she had an a medical appointment to go to so she you know so we just paused it there and then we continued again so there's gonna be a just, there's that 
because she she's just you know <laughs> she's just a gangster lah, right she's a wild lady she does she does what she wants and 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 that's also something like I admire about her she's very strong she's very authentic she's very wise as well and and she forgets how strong she is sometimes ah I guess we all do at some point so uh, yeah and she cares a lot about people she cares a lot about the students and stuff like that despite her hard exterior and what else uh, I guess yeah like enough about enough about that the things we talk about okay let me see where's my thing you would think I have all this prepared up but I don't I'm just sort of freeballing it freestyling it okay so, eh yeah eh Where's my notes? Oh, there you go. Okay, so the things... The things we talked about today in this podcast, we talk about her life, we talk about her, her journey. She's lived quite an interesting life, you know, If for some of you that don't know her personally. She grew up in uh, different places, traveled. she's well-traveled. She had a life before being a yoga teacher, which was an interesting one as well. We talk about her experiences with yoga, with Mysore, with Ashtanga. We talk a little bit about the principles of Ashtanga that she has, um, that she's cultivated. And uh, just, you know, the magic of Mysore, right? We hear this term being used a lot. And and how life is like as an Ashtangi. And I share a bit about that as well, because I used to, I mean... Right, I lived that life for a bit, and then and then life got in the way. Anyway, let's just dive into it without further ado. Here's my guest, Sita. I hope you enjoy it. How are you, Sita? Welcome to the... <laughs> Why are you I, so nervous? <laughs> I, I'm nervous. I'm always nervous because at the start of this kind of thing, I always feel very self-conscious. Because there's a giant, there's a giant mic in front of me, and in front of you, and it always feels a bit weird. But then after a while, it always just ends up being us talking. So okay, I'm okay. good. I'm good. Okay, every same same. We're in a nice place. Uh, been here a few times. It's a very cozy place. I like your new shelf. I like your new puja table. Um, you know, we're drinking coconut. It's nice and refreshing. I feel a little bit more relaxed after walking here in the hot sun. And I've been wanting to do this with you for a long time. I think almost a year already since we got to know each other. Then what happened? You lie, you don't want to do it with me. Then I went overseas, all this kind of thing. <laughs> so then at least we're here again. Let me just... Ugh. Okay, maybe this is better. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So... Usually the first question I have to ask most of the people is um, how they started yoga, what what brought them to, to, to the practice and how it all started. But then for you, we we know each other for quite a while now when I started Mysore. That's why I started to get to know you a little bit better. And you were my teacher and then you became my friend and we had a lot of interesting conversations along the way. And I've gotten to know you as a person or so. And I've gotten to like this person. <laughs> so I, I have always wanted to have you on and to, to have other people get to know you as well. 
Oh, not bad. Huh? Introduction. Yeah. So I think the first question that I want to ask you is a very broad question, but hope, but it's also a very interesting question. You give it some thought, okay? So people know you as Sita, the Mysore teacher in Hom. Mm. But then who were you before all this? It took a lot. Like, you have a very interesting life. You you were a photojournalist. You were, you were traveling a lot. Mm. And... Even in, even in the yoga, when your, when your yoga started, mm. specifically also you found Ashtanga, which is also a very interesting lineage. So yeah. before all this, before, before who you are now, who were you? What was your life before you found yoga? And when you did eventually find it, what led you specifically to Ashtanga? Oh, okay. Like, Actually, you know, like, if I think back, when was I, when, when was a, a specific timing when I start yoga? <coughs> I would say, like, as early as I can remember. Because as, as a child, I always have a question. Mm. Like, just a child, you know, like, a, who I am and why 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 I I feel like I'm, a, I'm me why why I feel this is Sita what about my mom is she gonna feel the same way this is a question about consciousness mm. right and I have all the time I have a question like who I am why I'm here and what I'm doing where am I going so, so there was and a lot. And what, what is that for? Uh-huh. Since a child. Yeah. So, as a child, I already started reading a lot of our philosophy book. Right. Like, um, my first philosophy book is um, Sophia's World. What is a hard reader? It's a very hard book. It's, I, I, I know it later, much later on that. The Sophia's World... Sophie's world, um, it used in actually in university, mm. like a philosophy one on one. But I was reading it as a, like ten. Okay. Yeah. Huh? Ten. Okay. Yeah. And many many like not just not just Western philosophy, also Japanese philosophy. You know, like like a sword man philosophy those samurai and all that like they have very interesting principle and philosophy so I always I was uh, as a child I read a lot and later on when when I become young adult I because I, I always travel around also the sense of um I don't know where's my house, where's my home, where should I be, where's be, where do I belong? Because in my home country, I feel like I'm. You don't belong um, there. Yeah, but in in foreign countries, I also feel like I'm not here. Right. It's not my place, mm. you know. So. Yeah, a lot of things question, question, and until until when I was teen. I think it's 20 years ago. 20 years ago when I was in year 2000. 
it's late 20, teen, yeah. 20, yeah. <laughs> it's considered late teen, right? Ago. Not not like a sixteen mm. or fifteen teenager. Yeah, I I just um got into yoga because I follow my friend. Uh, what country was this? Already? Thailand. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I follow my friend. We went into yoga class, and then I was man. My friend was like, she's gifted. She born flexible, so she can bend a lot. And then I I couldn't do anything. And I was so angry and pissed. Like, how come like it's like this, like that? That was my first yoga class. Oh. Yeah. This is Hatha or what? Yeah. At that time. The time is. No such thing like vinyasa. Yeah. Is everything is yeah, flow class or whatever. You know, is everything is Hatha yoga. Mm. It's just do pose by pose. Sun salutation classic. And poses, inversion, mm. uh, breathing, classic bleeding. Mm breathing and then um that's it yeah it's what has it, it was uh very hard then after that it always um i always go back to it because it feels nice to stretch you know because i like i like to run mm. yeah so from then i here and there now and then i always go to yoga class even like after that i moved to singapore also what, what brought what brought you to singapore or first I want to study because I'm in first I was in sociology and anthropology uh. and around Asia to do master in that anyways here uh. yeah so I came here and um, yeah but I realized I realized like oh maybe I don't want to do I don't want to be in this field the field is very interesting but the work here in Asia is quite limited Yes, for for, for uh, what was the thing you studied? Atro- anthropologist. A- for anthropology is very yeah limited because in Asia. anthropology is very interesting when you are in a field. Mm. You go to Amazon. You go to different Peru, civilizations. They can't yes, yeah. or or study aborigine or something mm. like that. But here, if you are if you stuck in Asia, it means you just were in the the government. <laughs> I'm not sure government would do that, like, like but it's an institute, kind of thing, yeah. institute, and do you do research? Yeah. For maybe you assist some professor History, or something like that. So, yeah. it's too much of the libraries. Yeah, study library. Yeah. Study read read notes yeah. and stuff. So, then, I start to have interest in, um, photograph photography. Mm. Because. Uh, because I, I like to see people' lives. It's maybe it developed from the sociology and anthropology ground. Yeah. yeah. So then I start to do it. Long story cut short. So I I I changed my mind. I study. Uh, Photojournalist. Correct. So it is in Singapore also. No. Uh, oh wait, this is London. Those, yes. Yeah. I remember yeah. This, yeah. Yeah, and after that, I I start working as a. What 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 then? What brought you to London? You to school or to study? So you went there specifically to go to the school. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and after that, I, I was in in the field as a photographer, mm-hmm. working for newspaper, working for, um. Magazines. Yes. So exciting. Only. <laughs> only. Go, go to go go to like those war countries and all. I, I, I didn't go to a war country because as a child, I live in a war country. Uh, huh? What do you mean? Okay, I, like in the Middle East. 
You lived in Middle East? Yeah, in when I was a child. Why? When? Because huh? my father, because my father, he, he posted there. <laughs> What's He's he a lawyer uh, and do, do, do a legal document for, right. for, just put this here. Um, embassy. Mm. So we were there since I, four years old, three, we moved there and I, I come back as a teen. So, and, and that time was, um, the war is all the time, but Palestine, Israel, and Iraq, Iran. So that's why I didn't go to school. Okay. Yeah, like normal kids. Because you can't leave house. Yeah. Because the bomb is everywhere. Well, how long were you, how long were you there for? Like from 3 to 13. Do you remember? You remember? I mean, yeah, wait, oh wait, 3 to 13, that's like 10 years eh? Yeah. So my young, like, uh, like, start to become teen. How long were you in? When you were born, you were in Thailand until three. Three, then you go to 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 Palestine. Where do you no, go? Iran. Iran. In and Tehran. Tehran. Fuck. That's the that is the HQ. Eh? <laughs> HQ yeah. of um, yeah. of war. And then you were there for ten years. And then you, yeah. how was your childhood like? Um, it's very simple. I always follow my my dad to to embassy and um help him because he translate a lot of news and and legal documents and I will sometimes I help him to paste the um, photos mm. picture of people that were killed yeah like a bio weapons okay or yeah I see a lot of this kind of thing and and I know who's who did what <laughs> who did what wow, yeah it's, it's quite terrible yeah, right. and then um, I, I don't go to school. My my dad homeschool me. He so he, he has the time to to be a lawyer and teach you, yeah. like everything. But you know, like the homeschool compared to now, is not really. It's not really like very now. I heard it's very strict, right? I I don't know. I heard, I heard. Like, now, like the parents has to be qualified to X Y C stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. To to be they able need to, to take a set or something. Yeah, mm. but over there, so when, um, when I when when I homeschool, I didn't. My father only focused on language, liter uh, mm. literature, and um, religious stuff. What well, what kind? Um, my father, uh, Hindu, uh. my fa- If you say I have complicated and complex life, mm. my father is far way more complicated, because he he, before he, um, living as a lawyer, he used to be Buddhist monk. Okay. But how long? For for quite some time, like so since he, his childhood. He, he came out of the yeah. Monastery he he's a, to be a scholar lawyer. in Sanskrit oh. and Bali. Okay. And study study Buddhist uh, Buddhism. Okay. So, um, my lesson with him is all about religion. Yes. Okay. And and. So it's already the, like the, your your yoga origin story also started very young already. You know? Yeah, yeah, and and after, after we moved to Middle East countries, huh. I think he somehow he kind of like influenced. So he convert to Muslim. Okay. He start to believe in 
God uh. religion. The religion that believe in God. So he's very into Christianity and Muslim, but he he prefer Muslim. Okay. Yeah. So every Friday we will go to me as a child, my brother. We will go to religious school uh. and learn Arabic. Okay. And learn Quran. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that. So that's my that's my education. Wow. Okay. So you were brought up in Tehran. Oh. You went to religious school. Uh huh. You were homeschooled also by your monk dad. Yeah. And then my all the way. No lah. Where's your mom at that point? Thailand. She was there as well. He's housewife. Okay. She's house. Uh, she's she's housewife. Then at then. Ten years later, at the at the age of thirteen, you went back. Where do you go? Because you were there for ten years, right? Thirteen, fourteen, go back there. Uh, then I joined. Then the, I joined the school system. Right. Like in Thailand, it's so easy. You just take exam. Yeah. They don't check what you study. As long as you pass the exam, can already done. Okay, man. easy. It yeah. should be like that. Yeah. <laughs> so so I I enroll into school yeah. after that. And I I was there for just two years, to I did um fourth and fifth grade. Mm. After fifth grade, then I flew out okay. to Singapore, to Japan. Wow. Okay. What's in yeah. What's in Japan? Uh, I study. I study. I finished my 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 pre college or the high school uh. in Japan. Okay. Oh well, your family was there so. No. Just you. Yes. Why? Why did you go all the way to Japan just Because to finish college? There was a scholarship. Uh. I mean, it's like not scholarship for smart kids, yeah, but it's scholarship for resilient and hardworking kids. Oh, like, oh, he's a That's true. It's, if it's for smart kid, maybe I don't get it. I think you, I I think you would definitely qualify. I mean, um, so is is the is a newspaper mm. company, which is um they will sponsor you. For education, but you work for them. Okay. Yeah. Fine. That's fine. So I work with yeah. newspaper. Yeah, that's fine. That sounds that's good. Cool, yeah, yeah. That sounds cool. I I bicycle and send newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Every Before internet. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and you know, rain or shine, snow yeah. or dry. In Japan. Yes. So how does that work? Like this is in the suburbs, ah. Uh. Yeah, in Shiba, very close to Tokyo. How long were you there for? Um, and how old? How old were you? Sixteen. Sixteen. What? <laughs> Still? <Yeah. laughs> okay. Okay. Mm. Um. So from sixteen, I, I take care of myself. I don't take money from my parents already. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because they they sponsor me. Yeah. Uh, quite tough. It's not quite enough the money, okay. but I can get by. You okay, know. Okay. Yeah. So two years. So eighteen, and then that then you came to Singapore. No, after that I went back to Thailand okay. and complete my bachelor. Okay, in, in anthropology. anthropology. After that, then I come here to Singapore to to also study anthropology plan as as plan. Uh. yeah, because also all my sibling they educate here. Okay, wow. Mm. Did were they all in Tehran also with you? No, no. Only you and your brother. Yeah, I have half sister, half brother. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so then, in Singapore, that's why you first came to Singapore, and wait, what? And when was this? Bef- when were you starting to practice yoga already? 
Oh, you yeah. already practice, right? No, or haven't yet. After I, I, after I, after in the university, mm. then I met this friend, and then she start to talk about. He 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 said one word yoga asana, huh. and then I asked her what is yoga asana. She said it's a yoga pose. Then oh, okay. yeah, then um I just follow her to a yoga center. It's a place, small place in in Bangkok. Okay. And but this is your Singaporean friend. No, this is a college or uh, oh. university friend in Thailand. I start right a first class, first yoga classes in Thailand. Yeah, yeah. So this place is almost like a Hindu. Yeah. Um. I don't Temple? know, like like a uh, like a religious school kind of thing yes. that has yoga. Correct. That kind of thing, yeah. Like um, they are actually like Krishna movement. Okay. Yeah, so they they teach yoga there. So I start I I start school, yoga. Yeah. That at that time. Traditional. At that place. Yes. And how, what was the first class like? You hated. Difficult. Yeah. Yeah, because um, you know. They, in that class, my first class was sun salutation, a lot of back bend, a lot of twisting, shoulder stand, head stand. Like Sivananda, like that. Quite close, sort of, yeah. but yeah, it's quite close. Very classical, yeah, traditional. Classical, I can imagine. Yeah. Someone's at a temple. I mean, is that a that kind of place? Not, not a temple, like, like a, like a yeah, like, like a here religious. They have such places, no? They're quite similar. I know they have it at Krishna movement and a Hindu or cultural. I know Buddhism have have that kind like the school and then the temple and then got the, the and free yeah. food also, uh, which is a way to like you know give back and to invite correct, those people correct. who are lost uh. Yeah. So you do that, and then how did that transition into something deeper? Um, I think because it's something that I always, sometimes I stop because I do something else. Because life, uh, life yeah. is happening. But after two years, three years, I start to get serious in it because I start to feel the effect in my body. Yeah, I feel calm. I feel. This know, is still in Thailand or in Singapore? No, here in Singapore because I, after college, I was uh, in Thailand for just one year, mm. and I come here already. Mm-hmm. That when I was uh, twenty years old, something. And you were a full time student. At that time, I finished college, college, and then I came here, and I want to continue. I worked in Thailand for like one year, mm. and then after that, I I came here to want to do my master. Mm. So it's like twenty one years old or something oh, like that. Already at that age, you have lived such an incredible life already. Oh. I don't know, like sounds like me, it to me. For me, it's normal because I don't know any other way around. Well, comparing it to my life, where I'm but, fucking Singaporean, live the fucking yeah, basic it's ass so life, pushy, go school, man. Go, it's, yeah, like this sounds fu- damn interesting already. Yeah. Okay, and then so, so after school, and then you've been practicing two three years already, and you were gonna mm. do your masters. You were still in Singapore, right, at mm. that time, and then this was. Um, what did you practice, and what was the style vinyasa at this time already? No. Still hatha. No, no, no still at that Krishna place. Vinyasa pleasure. is very new stuff. Okay. Yeah, it's only hatha. No, we don't even call hatha yoga. Just is yoga, yoga. La, yoga yeah. Is really, yeah, it's just um no <coughs> flows, transition, no vinyasa, no, no jump yeah, back, jump yeah, through, yeah. no no such thing. Okay. Yeah, it's a salutation with the lunges. Huh. You know like, that kind of like moon salad. Yeah, hmm. something like that. Okay, and then, uh, 
But then how did Ashanga come in? Oh, so you know, I'm that kind of person. If I have any interest in something, I go deep. You seem like it. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Even with relationship. Mm. <laughs> I, go, I don't do small. Mm. I go big you or all, I go home. You all in or all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after I, I, I start to love yoga, mm. I start to to get into philosophy. What is behind right. this? Why like this? Why like that? Why I have to do the poses this way? Mm-hmm. And at that time, the only way to learn yoga properly is going to India. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, when when I start to realize, oh, I don't want to do a master anymore. It's not kind of my, my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I, I went to to study photojournalist. Mm. Yeah. After finish, I start to travel to India. And after that, like, I become, like, India is a place that it's a special the place. The moment I come back here to Singapore, I will start to look for next trip. Like, mm. I start to search for etiquette. When is the next one that is cheap, then I will book and I go again. Doesn't matter where or as in only to only going back to India? Yeah. Just to India. Mysore? Nope. At that time it's just Hatha Yoga. Mm. I had I had friend also he he mentioned Ashtanga Yoga in South India, but at at that time I was in love with North India. I I was in love with the Genghis. Yeah. Right. The North and the North they don't do Ashtanga. Ashtanga yeah. from south. So, um, I when 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 I practice that time it's very very uh, traditional mm. classical, but my friend that friend which is Indian Indian friend, mentioned to me about Mysore and, um, but the choice the name, mm. and he said but. At that time, if you go to my store to study with Butter B. Joyce, you have to commit six months. This is a long time ago, right? Yeah. yeah. So six months, I cannot make it. Yeah, because it's a lot. Yes, it's, it's a it's big commitment. Long. It's like go, it's like go temple beyond yeah. kind of thing. It, it, it was too long. And at the time, I already heard that the grandson, which is Charaji, Char- was uh. teaching. Not, yeah. really, not really but not really but is teaching anymore because oh, he's quite right. old yeah, 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 he was quite yeah, old yeah, yeah, that time yeah. so he's like ah it's okay never mind uh, I think it's the same thing okay yeah at that time so I I heard about it but I didn't really practice so when 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 I was practicing Hatha Yoga then I start to explore into Iyengar tradition right yeah like using props and stuff yeah for quite a while mm. Yeah, that's why like, like your your background in yoga is not just about Ashtanga, even though that's your specialty and that's what you you resonate with. Yeah. But you also dabble in like Ayanga. You also dabble in a lot of other stuff, the Sivananda, Pranayama, yes. a lot of things. Yeah. And all this was during this time when you were in India before learning from. Charji. Yeah, is it? Yes. So, so you was you started with classical. You dabbled in Ayanga and so on and so on. And mm. then what was that point then when you went back to Ashtanga? Ah, it because 
first I was in love with Alinga tradition. Mm. There's a lot of emo- information about knowledge. the body, right? That's why you're very knowledgeable about the human yeah. body now. I'm like anatomy geek, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was in love with with the practice. I was in love with the teacher, uh. the teaching, and also um, um, Gita Ainga, because I'm your daughter. Okay. Yeah. So all these teacher teaching, very very um, are they are very nice people. Right. So, but after a while, then I start to realize that by doing yoga in such nature, it become very physical. Okay. Because I I was thinking all the time, like, am I doing right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not enough. I go grab one more towel or uh, no blanket. Okay. Uh, maybe I need to prop myself to have my hip square, or X Y Z because it's all about alignment and and props in three hours of practice we do only a few poses Mm -hmm. and we stay there for a long time and props ourselves so i start to realize that like this is so physical Hmm. shattering in my head there's a dialogue in my head the conversation like like another person or two inside my head asking each other like is a hip already square Uh enough is okay. my leg straight? Is my this in line? Am I external rotated? Internal rotated? My hip joint? All that thing. And I, when I feel that, I thought like, yeah, but maybe yoga is like this. Until were you teaching already at this time? No, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, you were. I was. Okay, okay. Yeah. And you were teaching Ayanga. Um, I was teaching. And where was this in India? I teach in India. I teach here in Singapore. I also teach, mm. yeah, part time. You know, because when when I start to travel to India, I have one solution for myself that if I want to be, um, if I want to create harmonies about what I'm practicing and also I work, <laughs> then the place that, that I work it has to be in India. Mm. So I work for a newspaper in India <laughs> as a photographer. <laughs> Oh, you yeah. really connected with the newspaper thing, huh? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know like, why. Yeah. But, you know, I don't. I hardly read newspaper. Mm. <coughs> okay, yeah, okay. so... So, I, I, I work there. I, I travel around region, India, Bangladesh, um, Sri Lanka, mm. to do their assignment. Mm. And... Just... After a while... I got to know a person, like friend. She's not a close, like not really a close friend. She just say, hey, you know, like um, you know, this um, there's a iron or no, is a there's a ashtanga thing, like ashtanga yoga. Then I was like, yeah, ashtanga, the, the eight limbs of yoga. I know, uh-huh. I studied that before. So you but, knew about it, right? You knew about it, but you just weren't interested in. Yeah, but method. I didn't. I didn't know that um, Ashtanga that she mentioned is a Ashtanga in a Joyce tradition. I thought it's a. She mentioned about eight limbs, Yamani, yeah. Niyama, Asana, right. Pranayama, but yeah, yeah. So then um, I went with her to try it, the class, and then after first time trying the class, I get hooked. My soul. Yeah, my soul. And I was like only one student. Huh? Ooh. 
Yeah. Okay. Yes, only one student, and 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 I was um I thought I knew a lot already at the time, but when I start first my soccer class, the teacher told me to do sun A sun B. And then um just a few poses, and then I was like, "That's it. Like I can do more, you know." Mm-hmm. I didn't. And, un- and last, and and you were already quite strong in your practice already at that st- yeah, stage, right? Yeah, I was teaching already, and um, she didn't let me do a lot of stuff because I, if I not, don't remember, yeah. then she said, "Then stop." Don't remember, then don't don't do it. So, like 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 now lah, like now. Yeah. Where correct. you like yeah, I can yeah. do I can maybe I can do intermediate poses, but yeah, it's not supposed yeah. to do it now lah. Yeah, you can do poses, but you're not practicing ashranga. Right. Yeah. It can be like that, yeah. right? So. I get it. So it's a bit strange at first. Yeah. yeah. Get, like feel humiliate. Mm. Like why I can do more? I can show you. I can do his stand. I can do mm. stuff. You know. But she stopped me hmm. and say that's enough for beginner. This is a lot already. She how how long was the first lesson? Like an hour. an hour. Yeah. And after that, I I the the effect follow me huh. until I feel like hmm. The strange thing is when I was doing it. Uh huh. My mind was flat, like empty, uh, because the flow is continual, like one breath, one movement, yeah. and really a one breath, one movement, like no extra breath, no extra move, mm. no nothing. Very simple, very fundamental, very clear cut. So, from then, then I understand. Oh, this style, this method is suitable for me. Mm. It was like give me some, they give me a task hmm. to do the practice, asana practice, and I keep going, going, going until I I'm too busy. I don't have time to think of any other thing, hmm. and they don't really focus on execution of how I do it. The pose, like Ayenga, they will say. Oh, this okay, one must be. Yeah, how far? How wide? Yeah. Four inches, five inches, five feet, uh. whatever, ninety degree. But Ashtanga, but I Ashtanga also does tell like you need to have a you need to do it in a certain way, what, mm. right? And the reason is different. Mm. They have seal, they have mudra, they have eye gaze, a drishti, mm. and the breath. But they never say you have to bend your knee this much, mm. the feet this wide. Um, how how straight is the arm? What is, what is used to measure? Because, it's the breath oriented right, practice. Right. Versus. So you keep you busy keep, keep breathing. Right. Yeah. By 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 keep on breathing to follow your movement, oh. you are occupied, and it's like it's like meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you wanna go? Go lah. <laughs> yeah, I just wait for you. I just cut out this part lah. <laughs> uh.
Okay. I thought like what happened. Okay, we're back. Sita went to use the bathroom. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, okay, so the difference between Ayanga, where it is very alignment focus, but is that is that method suitable? Like, okay, Ayanga's method is it like you must do this regardless of your body type, or is it specific to everybody's body type? Because Ashtanga is also similar but also different in that sense. Yeah, the principle of of Ayanga practice is um, we all try to do the pose properly but using different way of using the props. Uh. Yeah, to make sure that um, student or practitioner mm. is doing it right and 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 without injury mm. and without injury. But in Ashtanga they didn't focus on that. Because it's more breath-centric. Yeah. They don't tell you like specific way to do it as but, long as you breathe. But they do also what? Like like, um, like bring your chin to your shins, that kind of thing, or fold, fold, like look forward and... and, and yeah. yeah. Because they focus on the seal, the mudra, the bandha, the... the Lock. Yeah. Okay. And and also, Tuesday. Uh, right. So that that thing like, it's different from how you're gonna square your hip and how you're gonna bend your knee. How how much you're gonna bend your knee? Mm. People, many many people comparable to each other, they cannot bend the in the same degree. Mm. So that's why I am gonna use a prop that okay. I want it ninety degree. I don't care what if, what props you use, but bring yourself into ninety. Mm. Okay. You understand? Yeah, yeah. So everybody, if I see the picture of people doing Ainga poses, without, like, if you cut away the props, the way you do, the way they do the poses looks the same. same. Yeah. Okay. Like one one person might use just one. But block. the pose is the same. Yeah. Another right. person might use two. Another person might need even some more. Okay. Head under the feet or whatever uh-huh. the knee, but the pose look the same. Okay. Mm. But Ashtanga is not like that. But everybody doing the same thing in like, okay, Utita Trikonasana, you the Dristi, you look yeah. up to your upper hand. Uh, or. Uh, but the pose can look different. Yeah. One person can bend 90, another person can bend more than that. Another person can be it's less straight. than that. It's all correct uh, if you breathe correctly. I feel like that is a misconception for most people who who think that like, oh, I, I practice Ashtanga, my, my leg must be bent, my leg must be straight, my hand must be here. My like, it's It feels yeah. fixed, but again, but then it's still personalized in a sense. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So if you can bend this much, mm. you just bend this much. Mm. But I want you to look at the tip of the nose mm. and breathe and count mm-hmm. the vinyasa count. Like let's say Utkatasana, the chair, right? Mm. This one. Eleven vinyasa to get into it. Or the full vinyasa is right. thirteen. 
So as long as you move in third or eleven or the thirteen. One, two, three, seven, seven, forward, take then eight. Exhale, hand down. Ashto up. Navajatari, jump back. The shy inhale the ten, and then eight. The shy eleven. Exhale. You in without downward facing dog. Wow. Or the full vinyasa is twelve. Dua the shy jump forward. Jump forward. And then trio the shy exhale head down. Then samasiti is thirteen. So either way. You can do whatever, but you just follow the count like this. Right. You breathe accordingly, oh. and look the gaze is accordingly. Wow! That's it. Why is the gaze so important? Oh, it's really, really important. Is the gaze is not just bringing your attention. body, not just bringing your attention to where it should be. The body to where it should be is also work in a subtle level. Ooh. Yeah. Let's say, for example, um, if you keep looking up, like you roll your eyes yeah. up to visualize that you are looking up to your third eye, like that, it give one effect to your brain. Okay. Yeah, you can try. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because because there's or in in my practice also there's a there's a that we roll the eye up mm. until the eye bobby or uh, the eyes is all white. Yeah. Yeah, and and that one it it make you want to sleep immediately, just on spot. Right, right. Like somehow, somehow the brain. Because when you sleep, also your your eyes roll back. Yeah, right? it goes to alpha. Mm. And then you start to become calm. Mm. Yeah, because eye eye movement it 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 does a lot of thing to your astral body. Or Pashvajishi that you look side. Yeah. It's not just look side like this. You have to roll your eye eyes all the, the way to the corner of the your of the eye socket uh, until you feel yeah. tension on the eyes. Yeah. It will give another effect. Right. Okay. Yeah, and 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 yeah, of course, it gives you the right attention. You look there. You're yeah. not supposed to look at yeah, yeah, the person yeah. next to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and usually, Drishti will gaze to the direction of the pose. Yes. Upside yeah. down, down in. in. Yeah. So I find. All of it. Okay. The SIF system is is very smart. It it's is very it intelligent. Is. And I think like, you can only like at least from my experience where, mm. the more you practice it, then the more, these nuances will start to show up. Where like say okay maybe when I first my first week in my saw I'm yeah. just doing a pose I don't really think so much mm. I'm just breathing but my breath is maybe a little bit. Fast, slow, not not on point. Yes. Then my gaze is sort of. I'm just looking at the mirror. I'm looking mm. at whoever that's on my left or right. Yeah. And then, the more I go and the more I do it, the more I realize that it is important because I need, I need a little bit more direction. I need a little bit more. Yeah. Um. It helps steadies me, or it helps me to to focus a little bit better, or it helps me to twist okay. a little bit deeper. All but right. I don't know why. And then, uh-huh. and then. You explaining it to me just now makes a lot of sense. Where yeah. the gaze is part of the whole practice, the breath is part of the whole practice, yeah. and it's all integrated in such a unique way that was created like, like hundreds of years ago. More so than that, yeah. like since um, because Vinyasa system is from South India, uh-huh. right? Krishna Macharya and way way before that, his master and gurus. Not not sure how many generation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, 
you you went to your first class. You kept going. Yeah. And how did you end up like apprenticing or what? Um, after first class, then I say, "Hey, I'm gonna try again." Huh. Then I went for second class, third class, and after that, I never, I never look back. Yeah. This because is it, yeah. This is, you or know, you know and one is. thing is, I don't know why. To practicing it, I sweat like crazy. Mm. I hardly sweat because I'm vata. Vata. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah, I hardly sweat. Yeah. But when I do ashtanga, I sweat more yeah. than more than doing hot yoga mm. in a hot room. Yeah. It, the sweat is so. Is the holistic and or, yeah. like organic because it's really a sweat that come from yeah. your the squeezing the, the yeah the compressing the turning the churning of your and the breath it's really the, organs, the, yeah. the heat the heat from the breath so yes. I remember when I first did myself for like the first month or so right when I keep breathing so strongly that my nose will start to like have like bloody boogers I don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a bit gross mm-hmm. out, but like I don't know why whether I was breathing too strongly and then I started to just get like. Mm. Yeah, but it, but it. I mean, I, I guess it was because of that, lah, right? I will. I never seen anyone. I mean, not like so. Breathing yeah, until the, the not so bleed. bad, lah. Not so bad, but it's just like I remember it. Like, hey, why is it so like like uncomfortable? You know, when I go and like. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's create a lot of heat. Yeah. Here, and 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 many people they they find it's uncomfortable, but it's just that maybe they they have not used to it. Fine tune with the with the breathing because mm. um, a lot of people mistaken that the sound breathing is like ujjayi breath, right? And and it's a throat uh. kind of sound, but actually the 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 sound is come right from your diaphragm and abdomen, abdomen. Uh. So in the abdomen, you just engage and breathe from there. The the sound just pass and uh. and it's like it's like the air. Going. Travel through the bamboo pipe, yeah. the, like bamboo. Uh. Yeah. It's not just restrict the throat and then create the sound. Yeah, because it's that forceful breathing that mm. creates the sound. Yeah, not so much the the. It's not about the sound. Once if you breathe strong enough, it's gonna have sound. Yeah, yeah. but that th- there are shallow sound. Yeah. There are deep sound. From the breathing, yeah. okay. Yeah, deep sound give you strength, give you strength, yeah, and allow you to move at your maximum range motion. Okay, what is the most important thing in when practicing my saw as a practitioner to focus on? Is it breath number one, mm. gaze number two, posture number three? You think? I think the willpower. In what it's sense? Like none of those that you mentioned, the willpower, the commitment that you want to wake up every day at five a.m. fucking you, show up. It need it need accept acceptance that you're gonna try this out mm. because you you practice you you come to my soul class before you know that the effect of the practice is not just one yeah yeah not just 10 you cannot gain anything from going one one time yeah, yeah. but you have to stick with it and do it as often as you can yeah. because the less frequency if you go 
once in a while is yeah. very painful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's like you never run, but you you join Sunday a marathon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you have to commit to that. And when you commit, you start to go like three times a week, four times a week, increase mm. to six. Then you start to feel like, oh, this working. And, and this is the most important thing. At least you have to try at least one month. Yeah, yeah. To do it every day, like one month. Yeah, I would think so also. I, I've told people like, you know, when I, first, when I first started practicing and then people started asking me about it, and then I would tell them like just at least try for one month because like you go one week, twice a week, it's not yeah. gonna feel anything. Right? Yeah. But if you have the time, you you think you can wake up every day for about a month, then try it for a month. And when I did it, like my my when I started my saw was because of my knee injury. Mm. Then I didn't want to go like mm. and back then a lot of the classes were like limited because of COVID. No mm. no space right. So Mysore was the only class in the morning that I could go to, that I could bring my own man and squeeze inside. Mm. And then I didn't want to, I didn't want to uh, uh, make life difficult for the vinyasa teachers. Like, mm. oh, I got, I got injury, I can't just do that. Mm. So I, I was like, okay, I'll just do a fixed sequence. Mm. There wasn't a lot of like knee stuff for mm. Ashtanga, uh, a lot of fall, fall, which was helpful for my knee or so. Mm. And then I went during that time and then I just kept, and I and I saw the benefits of it. I became mm. I could feel my body changing. Mm. I could feel like the the inner heat mm. burning up in me where I was always very airy. Yeah. So the the heat helped to ground me, and it was something to do every day. I wake up and yeah. just go, and and my knee got better because I could, could fall a little bit better. I started to get to know the community. One thing led to another. Mm. He asked me to apprentice for a bit, which mm. I was like, <laughs> which didn't <laughs> it didn't go far. But I think another reason why I ended up not continuing the apprenticeship mm. was because I realized that to, to really do that right mm. I mean first of all I learned a lot from you and it was it was fun like it was really I enjoyed it mm. but to, to really commit to your to, to commit to, to being an apprentice for for Mysore was was so like it's a big deal and mm. and like I see like like the like the Nicoles the Yo-Yos these people where they would show up every day they are more dedicated than I am I, I would show it up because I it was it was a thing to do at that time mm. and then I enjoy doing it sure mm. but then like can I do this like for uh, forever can I be a fucking like my soul teacher it's like I don't think I can I, it's so scary yeah. and it's so difficult because you need to look at everything you need to mm. remember all these things and I, when I was trying out to be the apprentice I was barely trying to remember what I was supposed to do I was trying to I was too in my own world. Uh. Ah. I kept thinking too much and then I, I cannot really be present. Mm. So I'm thinking, okay, oh, Harish is there already, so I need to go and hold it. Okay, hey, the person, I need to go there. Then like, I don't even know what I'm like, I'm too stretching, stressing out already mm. about about all these things. Mm. And then, and then, and then when I, I don't remember, I don't know whether you remember when I told you like when I was adjusting the that then she freaked out a bit mm. then I was like oh fuck I don't think it's um, like I felt uh, it was hard to be a ashtanga apprentice or te- or even a teach a teacher if I was a guy because if you're adjusting and then it's a bit uh, you know it's too much yeah it's, it's very physical so I was like oh man even if I were to to become really 
proficient in it it's still gonna be hard as a guy and I was like okay I think I, I think I can't but do this uh. but I know I, I know a lot yeah. of, I don't know I just, felt, I just felt I just felt uncomfortable about that uh, at that point yeah. and then things with the studio started the, the more mats started open up my schedule mm. came back and I couldn't really commit to the practice yeah. as much yeah I want to travel <laughs> have a practice yeah. so long it, it takes it takes a lot to teach yeah, myself it really fast. does it takes a lot because just to show up right if let's say you prioritize my soul mm. as the main thing everything around your life is working around waking right. up so Sleeping, you yeah, sleep. so so I can't go out at night if uh, I have to wake up at 5am right. I can't uh, uh, go out I can't have a life all my friends are now the people at Ashtanga because they don't understand like what it what it takes right, right. so all your friends are, are all Ashtangis now and then you're so involved in the community and then you what you eat you you know you can't eat you can't eat too heavy a meal otherwise you, you cannot feel too heavy when you practice mm. then you end up um, gravitating towards lighter foods vegetarian mm. and so on then your body starts to change you get a bit more bendy but you also get strong and you mm. start to 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 look like a, a ashtangi or tall and uh, not mm, tall yeah. like lean and like thin and and everything just that is your life eh? yeah. so you really have to love it to mm. do it and if you if you only like it for like a bit you can't you can't do it for a long time so I feel yeah. like yeah like it really takes a lot of dedication to be mm. a Mysore teacher yeah and and you know is even though we get we we get paid when we teach but teaching the class is more of a giving service mm. because you are actually the all the whole community the Ashtanga the Mysore teacher we all underpaid <laughs> because we 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 are like we're like rubbish bin we take on people energy right when people doesn't feel good doesn't feel good about themselves or people around them we also take that mm, and also we, we at the same time we also try not just take that but try to make it a plus just right. for for the people that minus make it neutral and then make it plus that yeah. hey you can yeah give them courage and try to make them hey come on mm. i help you i take you there i don't worry i will i will i will be here i will try i'll make sure you 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 feel better by using the method that's why like your like our our mother henna mm. in 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 the in the Mysore gang like yeah. you you cook for us you take care of us and in turn we take care of you also mm. so it's really like a family which I enjoy like that community yeah. you don't really get it mm. from other classes or like other, other kinds of yoga because the Mysore community is like going to school every day you see the same few people at the same time yes and 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 at first you don't really know who these people are and you don't really talk to them because different yeah. people come at different times mm. you probably only know their names when you call out mm. their names and then I'm like okay that, that is that is that person or whatever but you don't talk to them nobody talks to us you know yes. we don't talk to each other but we know each some, other even some people you know like in the Mysore practice space like the shala studio room whatever 
you you see the same people the same face every day and with the, that same teacher you you never know their name sometimes mm. the people in there you never hear their voice but somehow strangely you feel very Connected. intimate yeah it is it is a very them. intimate space yeah yeah because there's a lot of energy exchange in yeah in that room so so as a teacher also it affect you a lot yeah you like, need to be strong enough to be able to hold that correct. kind of space yeah yeah that's why you feel tired when you do yeah. when you try to be apprentice yeah. it's really like by the end of the class you energetically you energetically yeah. yeah your prana is depleted yeah. because it's it was it's sucked spent, by, yeah. by student yeah. like they are one part sucking yeah. And we have to be. We have to be. To we have to give what. Yeah. Yes. I think I I understand that having gone through it and also just as a yoga teacher, this is part of it where mm. where I guess students or normal people wouldn't understand this concept of giving oh. energy away mm. because when you come into a yoga class, you feel maybe frustrated from work. You had mm. a, a, a bad week. Mm. You go to class and you practice and you feel better when you mm. and then you leave yeah. and you leave having the yoga glow you feel good but then where did the energy go to where did the negative energy go to it's, it's us what we thank it what yeah. it's either we, we take it we don't take it and bring it home mm. we we transmute it we collect it and we ground it yeah. right and sometimes through that process it's draining for us yeah. that's why like after class like a regular class when I teach I always if, I, if it's a good class and maybe the students give me energy I feel good but if I had to to take the energy I'll feel exhausted and I'll always just hide at the desk I'll, like, I just you, you have to to do a lot of cleansing yeah, yeah because you touch people every day and you take on their energy they you not just that you also have to listen to their story yeah and you know you know a lot of people's stories right yeah and you have to try to be not personal mm. it's it's it's, 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 a it's, it's a lot of things yeah yeah and it's also difficult because like how do you not be personal, personal in such a personal practice yeah so there is a matter of like drawing boundaries and stuff like that and, and like like say like we are close you're mm. my friend but you're also my teacher and i, mm. and I understand that mm. and you you still have power to score me you mm. know what i mean yeah. and i need that also you, yeah. you, i can't we can't be friends friends and then like when mm. i go to class then we like i don't do this then then there's no there's no hierarchy really what so then you're also in a position where you need to ba- manage that also with people. It's not hierarchy. It's, it's not about But it's a teacher-student relationship but, also. But, but in that space, yeah. the, the authority has to be absolute and clear. Uh, because you are the one that is responsible for that safety. Right. That's a key thing. If, if you... If you don't flex your authority, <laughs> or you're not consistent with it, yeah, people sometimes will not listen to you, yeah, and they can they can get injured, yeah, and you see the sequence is de- very demanding, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of times when I've seen you interact with students, whether mm. they are new or whether they are, uh, you know, we've been practicing for a long time, mm. and I see the way you interact with them, and it's so like amazing because you have a way of either enforcing like hey don't be silly don't do that thing mm. and listen to me you can be authoritative but mm. you can also be kind mm. 
at the right moment to mm. the right person and that's that's so intuitive mm. that's so like it's very like it takes a lot of experience to be able to see these things to know mm. what to say and to know what to do so yeah it's yeah. very impressive yeah like not not I think I'm lucky that I I probably am gifted for that like yeah. I'm very hyper, I believe that very hypersensitive yeah to people energy and I, most of the time I rub people in the right spot uh. seldom wrong spot but it happened yeah. yeah can't please everyone correct and if you have and if you are rubbing people like quote unquote rubbing people in the wrong way right it means that you're doing something good because you you can't please everyone and if you are pleasing everyone you're not doing you're, something is wrong already yeah Yeah. but there are, there are people everyone has their time yeah so if um if I rub them in, in the wrong spot, it's a good intention. So. Yes, their interest, their their best interest is always in my heart. Mm. But maybe that for that person at that time, they're not ready to be dug up by that, to see themselves vulnerable, hurting, whatever internally. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sometimes people have to take a break, or look for another teacher that ah, fair that enough, the yeah. character, the way the communication, the energy is Matches right them, yeah. for that person. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> I haven't practiced in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I say it's willpower yeah. that make it works. Yeah. Because. As a Mitosaur teacher, I always say this to my student. If you walk one step, I will walk two steps for you. Mm. If you don't walk at all, we will never meet. So mm. if you're willing to wake up and be there, I will be there before you. Mm. You want to come at 6, I'll be there at 5.30. Mm. Like I make sure I will be there. But if you don't come, nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Wow. And and the rest, the rest is my responsibility. Yeah. Either you know where to look, how to hold, how to do the poses, where to engage, and whatever, is my responsibility. Yeah. The, your responsibility has to be there, on the mat and meet me. Wow. Yeah. Love These it. These things I cannot <laughs> do for you. I cannot wake up for you. Yeah, yeah. That is true. <laughs> yeah. The rest wow. is you. They don't have to worry. Yeah. Yeah. But waking up is the hardest part. Yes. (sighs) And I've been, I, when people doesn't show up, I I kind of understand because I I got through those. Yeah. The time that is so hard, so difficult. Like practicing, apprenticing, assisting class, teaching class, make my own money, and um, take care of my family. Something like that is so is so crazy. Yeah, but it's possible. Yeah, you just have to want it enough. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. It's like that. Ayah. Pause. I. Go to get injection and I come back. Okay. Yeah. Don't disturb Tang Yun. Eh? She's moody. She's so moody. Yeah. Because um 
Kesek ah? I, no. I rub her butt. <laughs> like, deeply. Okay, we're gonna take a break. And then she... Start. Round two. <laughs> Time is money, man. Okay. Uh, we went, we, we took a break and then we were back. And then now, Sita fucking <laughs> painting her nails in front of me. Um, okay, so we, we, we found something that we wanted to share again. Uh, we thought of something that we wanted to share again. And it's about life as an Ashtangi and how how different it is from not just other people but also other yogis. And like what we talked about just now about how because of the nature of the Ashtanga practice, how it's always at uh, first thing in, in the morning. Already, if you have something that you have to do every day at a, at a certain time, uh, you have to dedicate, you almost have to, to, to move your whole life around this one thing. So, let's say you have to wake up every day at 5 a.m. This means automatically that you have to sleep early. Mm. This means that uh, you can't go out mm. if you have to sleep by 10 to wake up at 4 or 5, depending on the time you practice. Mm. So then you can't have a social life mm. in a sense. And then if you can't meet other people who mm. don't fit their timing, you have to meet other people who do fit your timing means that you meet other Ashtangis. Mm. So then your life in a way revolves around just this circle. Mm. An example for me is that when I'm a yoga, like say as a yoga teacher, because we already work at different, uh, like we don't work nine to five, right? We mm. work morning, night, random times. So mm. the times when I'm free is like on a Tuesday at 2 p.m., that kind mm. of thing. So who else is free at a Tuesday at 2 p.m.? Other yogis. That's why most of my friends are yogis because it's also the thing that we talk about. It's also the thing that we, like if I, if I talk to you about something, you understand as a practitioner. Mm. Then now if you go into, if you go deeper into it, for uh, Ashtangis, if you want to talk about Ashtanga Gi, you can't really talk about it to a regular yoga practitioner who doesn't practice Mysore. So that's really one thing. Yeah. And then now you also have to, to meet the timing and all that kind of thing. So how had how did you manage to, 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 to sustain or to live that life for so long? Or how does anybody? Is there any tips or something? <laughs> or how was your experience like? Um, my experience of um, as an Ashtanga as an Ashtanga practitioner, is very um, rewarding. I would never have it done otherwise. Mm. It's, yeah, you, slowly you're losing friend. Mm. <laughs> you have less and less friend as you get deeper into the practice because you become, you become so involved in, in the practice. You have to change your life to, to go around and to support the practice. Mm. But why? Because the rewards from the practice, the fruits from the practice is much more significant to you, yourself, and and when you are full as a person, mm. you also can share. Not just as a teacher, as a person as well. Here, so, you know, like, my day, I hardly, I cannot meet and socialize anyone with people I mean for one week I said maximum I only will socialize 
with one person or one group of people only. Two is too much. Mm. Yeah. And there will be weeks that I don't see anyone at all. And you know, like for me, I practice before. Yeah, teaching. which is also like. I wake up two thirty. Yeah, cause you need to. So regular ashtangis, they wake up at four five, yes. which is six to practice. Yes. You are the teacher, so you need to practice before going to the actual yeah. class, which is two a.m. So mm. what time do you sleep, or what's the lifestyle like? Yeah, like Plus now. Now is is my bedtime. Like after we finish this, this it's is five, like five. It's five p.m. now. Yeah. Five, if six, I don't eight, have eight, nine, night 12. or evening class right. to teach, our our sleep. Uh. Yeah, and wake up again at two two thirty something, uh. and do my practice, which include um not just asana Kriya, but also uh, is uh, meditation and chanting and stuff. Yeah, you know, and the breathing. Wow. Yeah. Every day. Then I. I will get myself ready to teach, mm. because it's way better if you, if you've gone through your practice before you help other people to get through their practice each day. Mm. Yeah, so, I, I mean I I get used to it. I get used to it and. Yeah. So, there's no magic formula. You just have to get used Will to willpower. You have to really love it, lah. Yeah. Right to be able to do it. You you really, you have to be really into yoga. Yeah. You have to really have experience of something that, that expanding in you that you feel this works for you, and this is essential for your life. Mm. Yeah, not like hobby, not just yeah. like exercise. Yeah, it's not a hobby. Like it's that. a lifestyle. Yeah, like. and and there are more many things more than just timing. Like when to sleep, that's one thing. Yeah, mm. what to eat is another thing, and how you go on with other aspect in the ashtanga practice, like oil bath, rest on moon day, what you do on moon day, on each observing the moon and stars, because we are incorporate the a little bit of astrology into right. the practice as well. We see the star or Jupiter in line with Saturn and stuff like that, and and we will do rituals accordingly to yeah. each moon, like third moon, fourth moon, thirteen moon. Like today is thirteen moon. Uh-huh. Something like that, you know. Sometimes we break coconut. Sometimes we we fast. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. There's much more thing. Many people, um, doing poses, uh-huh. but not many people practicing ashtanga by doing wow. the sequence. Primary series, intermediate series, advanced series is doesn't mean that you practice ashtanga. You have to take in other aspect as well, like yeah. study philosophy yeah. and uh, spiritual stuff, and also uh, ritual. Is this every? No, hmm. no, not every ashtanga. Yeah. Like to compare ashtanga people. We are like a people that in love and practice yoga. In oh. love with yoga and practice yoga, but that's for normal other style, other method. Mm. Ashtanga people, we are like those people on steroid already. 
but mm. you also can be deeper. Like for me, I I dedicate my life or only to my practice and my student. I only think what I what am I gonna eat. So tomorrow my energy is pure and clean to teach, mm. to practice. So again, everything is revolves around yes. the practice. Yes. Mm. How how I'm gonna be strong and not falling sick because. My soul teacher cannot sit, cannot die. Cannot die. Yeah, <laughs> cannot because student come to you because of you. Yeah. Yeah, they can't. They can't. Even someone cover you. It's not really the it's same. It's not. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, right, because it's a method that you learn continuously yeah. with with that the person. person. There's an intimacy, intimacy to it. There's a relation. There's a rapport to yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. I think if you believe in past life, I do. I think that's yeah. a force that, because I feel familiar. Ooh. When I do this kind of thing, yeah, I feel it's like, like going back to it. Yeah, I feel like I I I have done this before. I know it. Okay. Yeah, it seems like teaching, mm. or hands-on adjustment. I it's very. Intuitively. Happen. You know, a lot of thing in teaching that I didn't learn from anyone, and a lot of information and knowledge that I didn't learn from anyone. You just have it. It just happened. Like when student ask the question, or um, there's a some situation that I need solution how to help this person, it just come out right, like that. On the spot, but okay. also because um I always take myself as a medium mm. to pass the information from the guru and the master. So it's I when I pray, I pray, I pray for them as well, that um that I will have clear mind and strength and energy to receive the knowledge and pass pass. Through as authentic as possible, from those guru and master that passed already, mm. on or still living, mm-hmm. yeah. I believe. I mean, I can definitely see that. Like how, or rather, I can believe that how certain things just come to you mm. naturally, and it's not like you. It just feels very divine when certain things like that fall into place. Yeah, sometimes. Um, after I did it, I still don't know. Like, how did how, I do yeah, that? Yeah. How how did I know that? Where did that? it come from? Yeah. yeah. So, a, a way to think about it, it is. It could be you've already done it before. Mm. You're just remembering again. Yeah. Mm. I think some some um some hidden information that we had, and usually people struggling on um how to tap into that information. Uh, for me, it's just it's just come out. Yeah. Yes, it's just come out at the right time with the right people. Yeah, there are always some people that I don't really know how to teach this person. Oh. There are situation like that as well, and there are people that I just look at them or use very little verbal mm. communication they understand yeah I've yeah. experienced that with you before 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes it's not even a spoken thing. It can yeah. be just very energetic. Yeah. Very just... It's magic. Yeah, it is, it is. That's, that's why there's the word... There's a word people spread around. There's a word such a Mysore magic or uh, anything can happen in Mysore practice. Right. It's always like that. Yeah, it's, it's very hard to describe it. Mm. And I know what you mean where... It's all these different people coming to the same place with the same intention, mm. but they're and they're moving the same way, mm. but in their own authentic way. Mm. And somehow, whether it's the magic of movement or the magic of yoga or the magic of Mysore, mm. or just the magic of people coming together to do the same thing together, where mm. there is an energy, and then because the energy is consolidate cons- consolidated. Mm. To the point where it, you can feel it subtly, you can feel it somehow. Yeah. And that brings you to a different space, though. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely felt it yeah. in, 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 in a yoga practice, whether it's Ashtanga or just any other practice. I've definitely felt that. <sighs> so, um, all kind of things that I have to sacrifice and, and uh, take effort to do, it never, it never feel that I'm going mm. against myself mm. or nature. It's just natural. Wow, I love it. Mm. To be so sure of because yourself for that. For me, I have principle that you do anything against yourself, that's a great, the most, this, the greatest sin you commit. Yeah. You let me go think, against wait, let me yourself. think about this. To go against yourself is a, is a sin. Yes. How do you know that you're not do people know that they are going against themselves? Sometimes they don't know, they right? Don't, but how do you know? How can someone know? Because you know what's a um, human nature? Human's nature, like uh, what desire? When we the highest aspiration as a human, like what we seeking in uh-huh. life. You think is what is it? happiness ah, right okay and happiness is for some people acquire happiness through money mm. power love sex mm. um, whatever XYZ pleasure but whatever it is is down to when they when they got what they want to get one thing that happened in that moment they stop seeking. Right. Let's say you want money mm-hmm. and you get $1 million. Okay. At that one moment, you will say enough. Uh-huh. It means you are at peace. Right. But too bad. The material stuff, it doesn't last. Yeah. That's why you keep seeking. seeking. That's why Guru and Master and the wise teacher say nothing is permanent. Mm. But now to one thing, we, we, we look for happiness, we search for happiness because we want to experience that peace, that kind of peace of mind. Mm. You understand what I mean? I do. Mm. Whatever it is. But it's, you know, for people that can, that they are lucky and they're fortunate enough to understand what is really um, more I mean, nothing is permanent. 
but something more real, more of the truth, real. of the ha- happiness that yes. bring you peace that it never be able, no one can take away from you. Uh, It's the peace that come from within. Yes, by giving, by having compassion, by sharing, by making other people find way to have that peace. That's a that's a that's a true. That's a a real happiness. I, 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 I get what you mean. Ah. People do like okay. Like when you ask me that question, mm. it makes sense. Mm. What do people want the most? People want happiness. They mm. want, and all this happiness comes in a form of a f- uh, a false kind of happiness yeah. where it's pleasure. Yeah. They want to be rich. They want mm. to be handsome. And they want to have uh, to have all the things, all the material things, all the external things. Mm. But like how we've just dis- we've we've just explained, mm. you can never find happiness through the external. You can mm. only find happiness through the internal. Because because, because money can, you can you can you can spend all. Yeah. After that, you look for it again, or one million maybe not enough anymore. Yeah. And pleasure and pain are the same thing. Mm. The more money you have, doesn't mean that you are. Going to be happy. Correct. It comes with a price or so. Correct. And sometimes people, you give them, you give people a hundred million dollars. They're gonna mm. go crazy. They're gonna mm. lose all their friends. They're gonna like do crazy things with that money because it's yeah. it's too much. Correct. And as and and it's really this the it's the same two sides of the same coin. Mm. So then you've seen like the people who have worked their whole life and they become very successful, but then they're not happy, mm. and then they end up. Giving up that life, go live in a, a mountain in a farm somewhere, and then they yeah. say, "Oh, this is now I'm happy." Mm. But then the farmer who's actually living in the farm is like, "No, I want to be a rich guy." So like, so then what is happiness? So we know that money itself is not happiness. Material things are is not happiness. So then what is it? So it's internal, yeah. where where something internal is is not a, it's it's permanent because mm. it lasts forever. What. My kindness will last forever. Mm. My love for you will last forever. Yeah. So then, how can we then, if we want to make ourselves happy, the solution is to make other people happy, mm. to give, to serve, yeah. to to devote, mm. which is also selflessness. What, but yes. it's counterintuitive because to give yourself away is to receive it back. Right? The more you give, the more you yes. receive. If you give to your, if you take from take from others, you take from yourself. If mm. you give to others, you give to yourself. Yeah. So because yeah. You know, like, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying money is bad. Money is. Do we good. need money for sure? And yeah. money can give you certain luxuries. Yes. It's just that. If you look deep into it, what other thing that give you happiness without. Without, effort that you have to, keeping up with it, you have to work. Then you get money. If I don't work, it mean I don't. Have money and then I lose my happiness, mm-hmm. right? So this kind of thing is mean like it's impermanent. It's beyond your control. Something that you can't practice. How has how has uh, how has Ashtanga taught you this? No, nobody taught me this. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody teach me this one. So it's just you sent you learned. F- yeah, I learned like observing because. <laughs> like, there are situation that you want something so bad, right? Right. Or or let's say um, someone that has um a hoarding issue, because there's a thrill feeling when they let's say um crazy about shopping, 
right? Crazy about shopping is a thrill that the moment we get new stuff, buying stuff, and then that person get thrill, and at that short moment, that person experience peace. But the thrill doesn't last long. Tomorrow, I want to buy new one again. You know what I mean? It's temporary. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I start to have question like, what other thing that it doesn't give me this kind of effect? So then, what were the times when if you, you felt- depends on other people to feed you, ah. to love you, to give you money, to you have to work for it, to to get it, is it does it's not sustainable. I get it now. Yeah. So, to seek outwards, to seek, to seek. Uh, pleasure or to seek safety or to seek happiness from outside is a false pursuit mm. because all that can be found inwards whether it's like in in the way make it easy or a long story cut short if I if love can can make me feel peace it's better I love myself yes right yes and I I I can experience happiness and peace by doing something for other people and to to like and we think about like say relationships where people need someone else to take care of them people mm. need someone else to love them yeah but what if you can just love yourself what if you can just take care yeah. of yourself then you wouldn't need someone else yeah and then you are strong in your own space mm. and then whoever that does come into your space they're not there to take care of you mm. and you're not there to take care of them yeah you're just there and you're on this journey together mm. and you're you're just um you're being uh, what's the word Com- you're complementing each other it's, it's not yeah. plus and minus it's not plus and minus it's it's not it's plus plus yeah it's plus plus yeah interesting hey we do have a I need to plug there. in okay just pull out one uh. here so the point is like that look. I get it it's natural for me because when I do it, when I practice, I feel peace. I I I experience those, the same way I had experience when I, uh, get what I wanted, materialistically. So then, um, if we go back to the lifestyle of an Ashtangi, and knowing all that we've knowing all this and experiencing all this it was still worth it at the end it was still worth all that and it is almost like it was the right path to take because let's say you were seeking all these things and Mm. the practice and the serving and the devoting gave you all this back you think this is the meaning of life practicing Ashtanga (laughs) I think Ashtanga is a method the, it's just one of many methods. It can be um, it can Tibetan Buddhism. It right. can be um, devoting to God as a Muslim or a Christian or whatever that is ring the bell in your heart. I've heard. Yeah. I, I I I recently heard this thing about um, about how everybody needs some kind of religion, and I don't mean religion in the sense of like God or Jesus or. Mm. or like a deity yeah. but uh, something to follow mm. and if you look at all religion they all preach the same thing 
all religions are the same all gods are the same mm. just different faces mm. and they all preach the same thing where it's love it's truth it's honesty it's kindness all these things right yeah and and a way to define what god is like quote unquote god is if you take a word and you can't break it down anymore so mm. let's say love mm. love cannot be bro- broken down or dissected any more than what it it means yeah. as a definition Correct. hate can't even be defined yes. can't be broken down so mm. as much as love can be defined as god hate can also be defined as god because mm. it's part of of the way things work in the world death life it's all part of god right mm. and we need to find some kind of principle to lead us in our lives yeah. so whether that is say devotion and you if you that if devotion is a word to you that means god then mm. you follow that as a religion mm. and everything that you do is in line with that so then we go back to about how you were saying about how if you do something that is not in line with yourself mm. then you're you're committing a sin yeah. so for me before before like uh, a long time ago my my religion was to in the pursuit of freedom mm. so i i would do everything that i could mm. that aligned me with that mm. but then as 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 i lived my life and i did certain things i felt like it was no longer aligning with that anymore yeah and then i found a new religion i found a new god which was truth mm. so then i want to be i want to do everything or i want to Whatever I do, whatever choices that I make will be in line with that truth, mm. and which is honest. With like, whatever I do will be honest. Whatever mm. I do will be, will be with integrity. Mm. And I try and do that. Certain times I might not be able to 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 fully commit. You mm. know, I make mistakes. Right, I'm fucking human, right? But then, I still try my best, and I still try and l- allow that to lead me, law. At least this is what I choose to do. So now, recently, having gone on my trip and having come back having a better clearer mind having a bit more of a stronger um, you know presence I feel like this is my new religion now yeah mm. it's quite similar mm. yeah and when you you commit to that whatever you believe is mm. you find peace yes and I feel happiness and I feel that way recently also because like remember like fucking I tell you all my, my, my shit right and and I was always tormented. I mm. was always like conflicted with like, oh, I want to do this, but you know, I'm always yeah. fucking like that, right? And it's because I'm not doing the things that I'm in line with, but yeah. So obviously, there's gonna be conflict. What if I fucking keep doing all this kind of shit? So now, when I'm like now, say new new me, right? Fucking twenty 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 me, right? Two point mm. where I've decided it's because everything's a choice, right? I've decided mm-hmm. now that. This is what this is how I want to live the rest of my life yeah. with, in line with my own truth. Then every decision becomes easy. I'm no longer yes. bound by temptation. I'm not not like yeah. you know exactly. Exactly. So simple now. Yes. Yeah. Anything. My decision is just whatever I decide. It has to be not against myself. Yeah. Whatever I say, whatever I do, it can't it can't be against myself. But the thing is, I, it, it, it comes to the fact that if you hurt and harm other people, you are also against yourself because you never feel good doing that. And you and other people are you, right? And yes. you are other people. We're all the That's same, right. right? Yeah. Yes. So you hurt others, you hurt yourself. Mm. That's true. So that's how 
That's how Ashtanga practice related to me. <laughs> uh, for people who can't see, Sita is just being herself in her own home, painting her nails, walking around, doing her own thing. Do you want to drink this coconut thing or not? If not, I'll drink it. Do you want to drink it? Yeah, yeah, I, I drink. I will. I want to drink some. Yeah, drink. Mm. Does it work, no? What's this for? To make it? Work, work. Done you just buy one, Yeah. Anything else you want to share? I think it's, that's about it. Huh? Okay. Alright. I like it. I'm satisfied. Uh, okay. Any, you want to say any final words? Have anything you want to say before we end uh, it? Wait. <laughs> yes. Final message to whoever. So that will be my final word as well. Mm. <laughs> Never do anything against yourself. It's a great sin. Yeah. Do do thing that do thing that make you feel happy. Happy in the way that is a is real happiness as a human nature, which is peace. But it is not easy in the path that you will discover what is happiness. Yeah, it's, it's demanding, it's difficult, and sometimes you have to be break, um, you have to be broken down until you realize what is, uh, what is essential for you. Yeah. Otherwise, we would just, um, yeah, I want money, I want power, I want this, I want that, but it's not sustainable. I definitely feel that sometimes the challenges the challenges that come to us after we go through those challenges mm. when we feel stronger that too can be happiness yeah so then everything is just a matter of perspective what mm. we choose to see and what we choose to believe and what we decide can or can like what, what can we define as happiness what you know it doesn't take a lot of money it doesn't take a lot of things mm. we can just decide that I'm happy where I am and be happy mm. as long as we're in line with our truth yeah okay well this is fun uh, okay okay we've come to the end of this episode so I hope you enjoyed listening to it if you do like what you hear feel free to share it with your friends uh, repost it on Instagram stories, tag me. <clears throat> uh, I'll repost it as well. And you can support the podcast again by donating to my coffee page, coffee.com slash mostly yoga, ko-fi.com slash mostly yoga to show your support. All the links will be in the description below. Let me know if you have, if you, bleh. Let me know if you have any questions, if you want to reach out to me, you want to reach out to her, you, you know, you want to have, ask anything, just drop 
me and uh, a message or something. Uh, if you see me at the studio, uh, say hi. I'll say hi back. And I uh, hope everyone's doing well. I hope you're 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 in a good space. I hope you're spending time with the people that you love, with yourself. I hope work has been has been easy, has been challenging. But you know, I hope your boss isn't breathing down your neck. I hope no one's in trouble, or no one's giving you trouble. And uh, I hope you're, I hope you're in, I hope you're on the path of where you want to be. Whoever you are that's listening, you know, you never know who's listening. Uh, clearly, I'm running out of things to say already, so we'll just end it off at that. Law. Uh, tune in for the next episode. I don't know when this kind of thing. I got time. I'll do no time. I'll just two a bit, uh, but it there's so there's no consistency. But I guess the only consistency is that there will be an, a new episode, lah. Right, at least for now. Uh, any other updates? Any other personal updates? Nothing that I wouldn't want to share publicly, lah. Huh? So just be well, friends, listeners. And then uh, we'll catch up soon in the next episode. Let me know if you have any uh, uh, people that you like to hear on. I have a few friends in mind already. You know, a few teachers, a few friends, some yogis, some non-yogis. Get a bit of a mix, right? Uh, but hey, if you have someone interesting that you feel like you you know it, it might be fun for me to talk to, let me know. That is all. Have a good day again, everyone. Today is Thursday. Uh, one more day to Friday, huh? So depending on when you're listening to this, good mo- uh, have a good night. If it's nighttime, have a good day. If you're just starting out, um, have a good weekend. If it's Friday, have a good week. If it's Monday, and have a good life. Okay, bye bye. <laughs>